Auburn had over 200 players on campus Saturday? What? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host. Zach Blackerby, thank you so much for making Lockdown Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every Monday, Lindsey Crosby, writer at AuburnDaily.com and host of Lockdown MLB Prospects. Lindsey, there were a ridiculous amount of high school kids on campus. Jeff Reilly reporting that there were 204 recruits on campus for Junior Day. And look, Junior Day can be successful without a flock of commitments happening during the weekend. Lindsay, we, we, we saw so many people talk about it, whether it was on boards, the Lockdown Auburn Discord, or Twitter, but just reinforcing the fact, and I think having over 200 recruits on campus reinforces the fact of how far behind Auburn was in creating relationships with these 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders that Auburn wants, the, wants them to come play football at some point. And so I, I think the way that this kind of looked over the weekend, Lindsay, was Hugh Freeze and his staff saying, hey, come and get to know us. We'd love to have you here at Auburn. Yeah, this was not so much a dedicated recruiting trip for like, hey, we're going to get, you know, 15, 20 guys here and just give them the full court press and get them to commit. This was... Yeah. An introduction to our entire coaching staff, minus uh, the the ill Cadillac Williams, who wasn't there, uh, and and explanations about who we are, what we want to do schematically, who yeah. we are as people, and what we're trying to build here at Auburn. It was very much a a a, a welcome session, an orientation kind of thing, and two hundred and four recruits. People are tired of hearing about. The last guy. This is probably the last thing I'm going to say about him. I don't know if he spoke to 204 recruits in the two years he was here. Yeah. And Auburn yeah. had 204 recruits on campus in one day. Unbelievable. So, and it, it just kind of shows one, like you said, how behind Auburn was in building the relationships with those players. Because recruiting is not a, you give them a call, you sell them on the school and they commit. It's a process. It's a relationship. The parents have to feel good that you're going to take care of their kid. Sure. The kid has to feel good that you're going to help them meet their goals and that you have a plan in place to utilize them. And so Auburn had a lot of work to do, and they covered a lot of ground on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like there's some silent commitments, and we'll, we can speculate on that if we want to at some point. But I just love this number so much for several reasons. And I think a big one is this is the same day as Alabama. Alabama waited to announce their junior day time to, to compete with Auburn. And they did that a year ago. And it worked. Harson had like around a dozen kids last year. This year, I, I don't know if it did. I mean, there were a lot of really, really talented players in the, in the 2024 class and the 2025 class for sure. And, and I just think Auburn's going to be in a good spot moving forward but there was a group of folks Lindsay, that it sounded like it was a little overwhelming um and and there were a few kids that um 
that voiced that to some of the recruiting writers, mm-hmm. which is cool. And, and I would imagine that would come from some of the folks that Auburn's probably more serious with, you know, because they've already got a relationship and they kind of maybe wanted to use that time for more, um, more one-on-one times with position coaches or things like that. But regardless, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Jeffrey Lee of Auburn Live said uh, a coach told them, quote, if they don't want to come because of today, we don't want them, which I think you go different ways with that. But I, I'm just not worried about the recruiting stuff anymore because of what the staff has done so far. If they thought that that was the right move, I'm cool with it. At this point, Hugh Freeze has earned our trust with how he is navigating the recruiting ranks with Auburn football right now. Yeah, my, my interpretation of that comment was if they need an entire day of one-on-one attention with the coach to get them interested in Auburn, then they have like they don't understand the dynamics of college football when you have 85 scholarship players and over 100 players on the roster. Yep. You're not going to get that kind of time when you are here as a player. And so like that's not the point of today. Now there were a a, a couple players who expressed like you said a little bit of frustration uh Jermaine, Jermaine Burnett, uh, the running back out of Andalusia. It's called Fat Burnett, P-H-A-T. Very, very talented player. I love it. He was I love one it. of the ones that kind of was, you know, that, that enjoyed the visit but kind of commented that, you know, it felt like there was a lot of people there and he didn't necessarily get the type of visit that he would have liked to have gotten. I think part of that is, one, his position coach wasn't there. Again, kind of like Williams is – was ill, nothing long-term. Just Caddy, to, I hope you feel good today. Yeah, Because I know he's listening. Get a great night of sleep and, you know, and and, and let's rock it. Right. And, and I think he is a little bit farther along in the recruitment process right. than a lot of these players were. A lot of these guys are, there was 25 guys there. There was 26 guys there. There was a 27 player there in Trent Seaborn, the quarterback. And ridiculous, so, though. I mean, that's a little ridiculous, right? <laughs> Uh, I I would that have said that. So, that I would so have said good, that though. until I watched him in Jordan Hare Stadium in the Super Seven, just absolutely dismantle Auburn High School as a eighth grader. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, no, I get it. I totally get it. He's a special player, and there is from my sample size of one game, there's a very real possibility that before he commit, like before he graduates high school, he may be the number one recruit in the country. That's right. Based off of the one game sample that I have, that obviously is a large enough sample size to make every conclusion possible. Uh, I mean, it helps that it was in the state championship, right? <laughs> Absolutely does. And he had good things to say. He was talking about like really impressed with the teachings and what they had to say. Yeah. Uh, they're great people. They're great coaches. And that was the goal here, right? That The plan was introduce them to who these coaches are, what they want to do, and get them interested. The thing that I'm thinking about, can you imagine like, the logistics of trying to handle 200 plus players no. on campus. No, we had a, uh, we hosted probably about 10 women uh, of my wife's family and friends for a, uh, for a, like a baby shower this weekend at our home. And that was too much. I can't imagine 200 high school and middle school kids coming. No way. And, and you have to feed them and they're football players. Some of these kids are already 300 pounds and you have to feed them. I guarantee you, I have not looked at this. I have not researched this. I guarantee you, you gave them barbecue because that is the most like. Did you money, see? Did you see what Keith, 
Did you see what Keith Deaver posted about this at Auburn Live? No, that's what I'm saying. I have not researched. So, so it was barbecue. It was Jim okay. and Nick's. Okay. And the catering showed up, and it was just like all the recruiting riders waiting for people to come out, and like there was nobody there. So the recruiting people had to tell them where to put the food. <laughs> hey, at, shout out to those guys for like having gone there enough where they know how all this stuff works. No kidding. Um, no kidding. I'm I'm a, I'm impressed that they fit a semi. A recruit a, 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 a catering semi into that parking lot because there's Just no a, way you a brought se- enough. a semi full of barbecue. Yeah, you probably no. had to buy an entire stockyard to get the meat for this 204 players plus coaches and support staff. That's right. I guarantee you there was 350 people eating between the coaching and 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 some of like the parents that came because Seaborn's parents had to drive him. He can't. He's not old. Wow, to drive that's yet. weird to think about. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. and then all the support staffers and stuff like that. That's wow. crazy. Um, a few, uh, a few players jumped up a lot in the on three prediction rankings, Jaden Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. some people even think he may be a silent commit, um, five ten cornerback. He's a four-star kid, um, from Anniston, Alabama. And then a 2025 kid, a local defensive lineman. His name is Malik Autry. He's going to Opelika right now, but he's in the 2025 class, but. They have him as a 99% chance going to Auburn right now. So we'll uh, look at that. There you go. Can we point out that I have consistently across multiple regimes, I have been incredibly impressed with the defensive back recruiting at Auburn. And honestly, it is the one position that I don't even think about in recruiting. I'm like, oh yeah, they'll get guys. I'm not even worried about it. They'll get plenty of guys because Auburn has a good history recently of putting defensive backs, quarterbacks especially, in the NFL. No question about it. No question about it. Um, and DJ James will be the next one. Um, about a year from now, we'll be talking about, you know, is he a second round pick? Is he a first round pick? We'll, first round um, pick. we'll see. We will see about that. All right. Lindsey Crosby. I think Robbie Ashford's stock went down over the weekend. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Lindsay, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. We're excited about our new sports betting partner at Locked On. They're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel Sportsbook, when you look at the national championship betting odds, the odds to win the college football national championship next year, Auburn plus 10,000 odds. So if you want to strike while the iron's hot, they're they're higher than a lot of good teams, Lindsay. Plus 10,000. I'm right there on it. They are the same odds as Ole Miss, interestingly. Same as Ole Miss, same as UCLA, Wisconsin, who's got a lot of hype right now. Better odds than Kentucky, South Carolina, and Arkansas, and Mississippi State and Florida. So, um, we'll and see. UCF. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of zeroing in on, on a lot of the SEC schools, but you're right, UCF too. UCF too, which yep. will be a power five team by that point, which mm-hmm. is weird to think about. But be sure to check out our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Lindsay, I think Robbie Ashford's stock went down over the weekend. So Freeze was speaking at the 18th, uh, I think it's like the 18th annual football coaches conference, something like that over the weekend. The AFCA conference, yeah. What was it? The AFCA conference, I believe. The American Football Coaches Coaches Association. Perfect. And, of course, he was asked about quarterbacks. 
And so he said, I want to see who the quarterback is. Do we have him on campus? I don't know that yet. I think that room's got to grow up. I think they've got to grow up and decide if they truly want to be a quarterback. And if so, then they're going to have to take hard coaching from me. I coach that spot really, really hard. But I've been honest with them and told them that. It's not personal. It's not anything. But when I watch the tapes from last year, I see that they've got to grow up in that room and understand what it means to be an SEC quarterback in a place like Auburn. And do you really want that to be a part of you? So some some tough love from Hugh Freeze. But if I was a if I was a quarterback currently in that room, um, I just wouldn't feel super great. I wouldn't feel super great about it. Yeah, I mean, it's something where like you have to acknowledge if you are Robbie Ashford or whoever else that statistically your year was not great last year. Now right. there was, we've talked all about it. There was millions of, of variables went into that, right? Very, you know, mitigating circumstances and things like that. But like Robbie Ashford on paper, when you look at it, 49% passer, seven TDs to seven interceptions. Like on paper, you were not a fantastic, like you did not have fantastic performance. And so that's something that you had, like, like that's what Hugh Freeze is saying is you, you were surviving last year. You were, yeah. uh, you were getting by and relying a lot on sheer athleticism. And there's a difference in being a, like a, 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 a runner and a passer and being a quarterback and, you know, everything that goes into orchestrating the offense and doing all of the extra little things. And that's what Hugh Freeze is saying is you had a year, you were thrown into the fire, right. you you had to survive. That's done. Now you have to learn to be a quarterback in every facet, the leadership, uh, you know, orchestrating the offense, all that kind of stuff. And Hugh Freeze, like you said, expects a lot from his quarterbacks and rightfully so he has put quarterbacks into the he made took he took Malik Willis who couldn't see the field at Auburn and he put Malik Willis in the NFL so he's yeah, the and, and then he got that. um we got Chad Kelly drafted too right Ex- I think he was exactly. Mr. Irrelevant his draft year so yep. yeah which we've seen that can work out now with Brock Purdy mm-hmm. no I, I think uh, I think when you look at like what he actually said though I think either two things are happening here. I think he's either trying to send a message of like, hey, Robbie, TJ, Holden, whoever is competing for this quarterback job, like baby goat. Sure. Not here in the spring, but will eventually be here. The baby yeah. goat friend of the program. We love you, Hank Brown. I, I think they're saying he's either saying, hey, like I'm sending a message like. If you're not in, I'm going to find somebody. Right. Like, let, let's 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 get to work. Or like he, he may just not believe in them. At this point, because he could have very easily, Lindsay, he could have very easily just said, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to work with them. They showed some things last year. They're young. You know, let's see if they can take that next step forward. He could have said something super generic like that. But no, he said, hey, you got to grow up. And I think you could take that one or two ways. Yeah. To me, it feels like he's sending a message. And it's a, you know, yes, we didn't get a quarterback in the spring, but everyone knows we tried. And so rather than coming out here and saying, yeah, no, we're happy with our room. Like, obviously, you weren't 100% settled with your room because you right. went out and were in the mix for multiple transfer quarterbacks. And so he's saying, you have the spring to show me that I don't need to go get a quarterback. You have the spring to mm-hmm. show me you can take the reins. You can be a leader on this team. And whoever, 
Holden Gariner, Robbie right. Ashford, TJ Finley, who I think is still there somehow. And so, like, this is this is these are your options. You can go out there, you can take the reins, you can you can run the offense and be the man, right? Or you can show me that you're still more of an athlete than a quarterback, and I can go look for a guy in the portal after spring. Mm. Yep. Yep. And he, he went on to mention, you know, clean slate doesn't care about what happened last season and all that, which can be good or bad, depending on how you look and, at it. If that's true, I actually too. don't think it puts TJ Finley out of the quarterback race. If if he's like saying, hey, you know, I don't care about the past blank slate. Like, I don't know. We'll see. And and part of it, too, is I know Hugh Freeze likes to see his quarterbacks throw. And he hasn't seen, to, to my knowledge, he hasn't seen them throw in person because they're doing a lot of, like, they can't do full squad practices yet. Yeah. They can do workouts. You can go out there and you can run a drill and you can throw against air, but he hasn't seen them live in person yet. And so I get it. Right. Right. Okay. Um, Auburn's offense last year averaged just 5.7 yards per play. That was 10th in the SEC, 65th nationally. That's got to come up, Lindsay. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. If you want to get any kind of Auburn swag, Auburn memorabilia, Alumni Hall is the place to go, specifically with drinkware and just stuff for your walls. They can make any kind of room look a little bit cooler with all of the Auburn gear. Or if you want your beverages to taste a little bit more like Auburn, there you go. I mean, it, it's, it's such a no-brainer. Also, jerseys is the best place to get jerseys from what I can tell. As well, and in the front of the store, there's a big inflatable obby that if you have a two-year-old like I do, um, she just loves it. She just absolutely loves it. So head hey, over to Alumni Hall. What's up? My, my four-year-old loves it. My wife went got a jersey for baseball season coming up, so she has yeah. a jersey to wear. The kids got obby little turvis cups oh. and pose for pictures with with the giant inflatable obby. No, incredible. Age. Every age, they love it. Incredible. Incredible. So Alumni Hall, they've got some uh, physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. And also, um, you can go to alumnihall.com if you're a little too far away from those locations. Thank you to Alumni Hall for partnering with Locked on Auburn. All right, Lindsay. Yeah, Auburn's offense last year averaged 5.7 yards per play last season. That was 10th in the SEC, 65th nationally. And what we really saw with all of this, I mean, over half of the conference they finish in the top half nationally in the category, and the Tigers finish right on that national average of 5.7, and then it dropped to 5.36 yards per play um, against top 25 teams as well as teams in the SEC. Hugh Freeze has only had one season where his offense was worse than seventh in the SEC in yards per play during his time at Ole Miss. If that offense gets just a little bit better with what we think the upside of what the defense can bring, and I think just how Auburn's schedule happens to fall in 2023, you're looking at a noticeable amount more of wins in 2023. And hot take from me here, I think if you take the exact same roster that you had with this improved offensive line, the exact same offensive roster, with the new offensive line, okay, I think that you that you get better statistically in 2023. 
And so to not only do that, but to go out and add position players, skill players at every offensive position as far as wide receiver. You brought in a wide receiver from Cincinnati and Nick Mardner. You brought in uh, a tight end in Rivaldo Fairweather. You brought in a running back in Brian Battee. You know, just taking the guys you had with this new offensive line, you would be better. But when you bring in these talented skill position players who are all experienced in college football, especially in the case of Brian Battee, you just set yourself up to be even better where Auburn isn't just above average, but maybe Auburn is actually good or, above, yeah. you know, we're you know, very good in the conference in yards per play, things like that. Yeah. And then obviously you know, you're going to get more Jarquez Hunter, which I think of the college game is great. And I also think just the overall scheme is going to help you. And I just wonder, Lindsay, I know, I know this was really before conference play got swinging, but you, I mean, you can talk about top 25 teams because the Penn State's in this. But just like all that crap about like, you know, just rotating the quarterbacks at like inopportune times and all just putting that behind us. I mean, we've had to, we've seen that with the last two Auburn head coaches. And it's like, I, I think that's going to be finally done. I, I just think we're going to be done with that stuff. If you go back and take lat and take, uh, assume better offensive performance. Just assume they're 10% better, which I think is modest, but assume they're 10% better sure. and look at what happened last year. Missouri doesn't go to overtime. Uh, you still lose to Penn State, I think. You beat LSU. You beat LSU. You beat uh, Mississippi you, State. You beat Mississippi State. You probably still lose to Arkansas. I think you do beat Mississippi State, though. Mm-hmm. And then, And so your season looks a lot different with just a little bit of improvement. And this is all assuming... There's no new quarterback, which, again, you can bring a quarterback in after spring in the transfer portal. There's more work for them to do to get caught up and to be ready uh, for the season. Yeah. But you can go get another quarterback. And so just, just assuming some basic growth from whoever the guy is, whether it's Holden Gariner, uh, TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, combined with what Philip Montgomery has done in his past, the way that Hugh Freeze can kind of optimize what Philip Montgomery's doing, and this better offensive 1L. line, Philip with one L, very important. Um, I I am very confident in this offense being top half of the SEC versus average to bottom half of the SEC. And, which and is I surprising just, to me, I, I haven't I, felt hope in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're booging. It's January. We're still booging. But like UMass, Cal, Sanford. And New Mexico State, like, okay, finally, there's a non-conference slate that we feel good about. Like, all right, 4-0 there, which is awesome. And then, just, I mean, to get noticeable improvement, you need, like, three more. And I just think that's totally doable. Like, if you want to, like, set the bar at 7-5 and five or whatever, like, I think that's totally You get to play totally doable. Uh, Yep, you get a Vanderbilt, and that's one of your road games, so that's certainly winnable. We'll see. Um, but the fact that you get both Mississippi schools at home, like I, I absolutely love that. And so this is just some more manageable schedule. Now I think it's a more manageable schedule in the terms of like getting to eight and four or nine and three. I don't think it's a more manageable schedule as far as like com- actually competing for a championship because you have to go to LSU. That's tough. And then just at Arkansas, that's weird. They're feeling good about themselves. But I actually don't feel like that program's in as good of a spot as it did um, a year ago. They the college station, you know, what's what's going to happen there? They do play a little more fired up against Auburn because they're just obsessed with that Bo Nick spike play. It's, Man, that it, really, like, altered their brain chemistry. It is, it, it is the Wild. most, like, 
it's weird because they consider themselves like little brother to Auburn, and we literally don't think about them ever. But it's just it's just kind of odd that. Like, How many schools do you think about before Arkansas? Just in the SEC West. Um. Oh, I was gonna say Georgia, but I think about LSU. I think about Bama. Uh, Bama, obviously. I think about A and M because of the recruiting stuff and how weird uh-huh. it is to go to College Station because they're a little culty. Um, I I think about honestly, I think about Ole Miss now because their fans have made it into a thing. They're obsessed with Auburn and Hugh Freeze as well. Totally. And so, like Arkansas is like the fifth biggest rival in the SEC West. Yeah. It's like, all right, y'all jumped ahead of Mississippi State. Well done. Congra- congratulations. Well you done. Obsess about us all the time, and we moved you from like fifth to fourth or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap this up, just want to let people know I'll be in Mobile this week. So show me be a, a tad different. Nothing crazy, nothing super noticeable, but I'm gonna try to get try to get some content in regards to um I think Owen will still be down there, even though he's hurt. I think he'll still be doing interviews and stuff. So we'll the senior see. bowl is why you're there. Wanted to make yes. sure you said that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's I'll not be down there. You're not just hanging out for Mardi Gras. Like it's that that's it's correct. Senior bowl. That's correct. Thank you for for adding that. Um, I didn't realize I left that very important detail out. Yeah. Yes. For senior bowl. So um definitely uh Derek Hall's got we got the itinerary last night. Derek Hall's got some um he's doing a press conference. I'll be sure to to get some of that. As well as uh, I'll try to get some time with Ekuliota as well, and just reports on on how they're doing at practice. And hey, you never know. You never know. He may uh, he may pop up down there because I mean, Harson did. That's like right before he went to the beach and everything fell apart. So that was wild. Three hundred sixty-five days ago. Wow, a lot has happened in a year, Lindsey Crosby. <laughs> a lot has happened in a year, but there'll be plenty of content from from the Senior Bowl on the show as well as AuburnDaily.com. I will be spending a lot of the week at Auburn Baseball. Uh, they are fall practice started on Friday. I put up a, a piece on Saturday morning covering what Butch talked about to open spring practice. But they, their goal is to, in essence, play as much baseball as possible before the season starts because they're trying to figure out a lot of this stuff with the pitching rotation, yeah. uh, last couple spots on the field. So I'll be there all the time. We'll have observations and notes from that at Auburn Daily as well as uh, Twitter for both of us, I'm sure. So uh, just Make sure you're you're checking everything out. We're going to have all the information we can get for you. Yep, yep. Find Lindsay's stuff at AuburnDaily.com as well as mine. Also, go listen to Lindsay's show, Locked on MLB Prospects. You can also hear Lindsay at the Auburn Daily Show, another daily Auburn Tigers podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.